Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. First buy round of NRL season 2021 is in the can, and thank God for that because it was a bit of a fizzer. Unfortunately, I went pretty hard at this one, had 17 or actually 18 players heading into this one, uh, made the late call to trade out Tyrone Peachy when Stefano Utoika, man of all people, absolutely killed it on my NPRs initially. I thought, why not bank that 68? Tyron Peachy goes on to score 66, actually does pretty well, but I think I came off two points better. Finished with a 9.59. Not too bad in the end, but geez, not quite the score that I had of hoped uh, leading into this one with a full quota of players. JT here for the Sunday wrap. A little bit under the weather, so it's going to be a Kirkup style one. It's, uh, he usually got on here for 15, 20 minutes, banged through, didn't even look at the scores before he went to air. That's pretty much how I've done it here, but... Four games in the rounds, not too much to go through, but Origin gearing up. Can't wait for it. It's going to be a huge one. Not too many sin bins over the weekend. I think that's the big talking point now. Have they really relaxed the rules and is Origin going to be as we expected it always would be in a you know, just ferocious kind of game? Referees staying out of it as much as possible. Who knows? But if this round is anything to go by, it certainly might be the case. Let's get the ball rolling with the rocker of the week. <laughs> Who'd have thought Matt Dufty would kill it the way he did against the Broncos? We should have known. Death taxes and uh, fullbacks against the Broncos, as Lakey put it in his Twitter feed. But Matt Dufty, 160 points, uh, towed the Broncos up. Possible audition for them next year as well. That's the uh, that's a contention coming into that one, whether Matt Dufty, now that they've lost Nico Hines, is now playing for a contract up north because he's definitely not getting one at the Dragons, it would seem. Horribly, oh, strange decision, I would say. A couple of coaches the Dragons have had now. I haven't seen the value in Matt Dufty, but for Supercoach, anyway, 160 points, two tries. Uh, what is that? Five assists. He was absolutely on fire. Uh, had a couple of late tries as well, or late uh, assists with uh, the likes of Ben Hunt and all that, but they were um, toweling up the Broncos in this game. Matt Dufty, fingerprints all over it, but he was the fullback that you wanted. So there you go. Matt Dufty, anyone that jumped on for a pod, I was backing away. I thought maybe the injury, the recent injury to him, the fact they've had Cody Ramsey there, and he's on the way out. All the boxes being ticked for a game that he wasn't meant to towel up in, and there, lo and behold, highest score of the round. So well done, anyone that potted up with Matt Dufty. If I have a quick look at him. What has he got? 1% of teams. He had 960 owners coming into this game. He actually had three trade-outs for Corey Norman. 
So there you go. Not quite sure what they were doing there, but Matt Dufty, for whatever reason, people decided to flick him this week. That might as well be the trade fail because Matt Dufty tailed up Rocker of the Week extraordinaire. Fail of the Week. Yeah, look, could have been a couple of candidates here coming in off the Friday night game. I had quite a few Tigers, quite a few Panthers, but, you know, who... At least Charlie Staines, we've seen he can go pretty ordinarily so far this year. So his nine points, as I go to air, no game has been updated. So we'll be reading out the scores that are still in the app as of, what are we, Sunday 6.15pm. So no games updated as yet. Charlie Staines, nine points. I was going to give it to him, but then I have a look on the other side. David Norfolk, my vice captain for the round, 23 points. And the worst part of that game, Nofo Gun, you know, he's... He thought turned the corner a little bit over the last few weeks as the Tigers have been rebounding. Good win by them this week as well, but no phone, nowhere to be seen. But he tackles Charlie Staines and robs him of a try. So Staines makes a break down the, down the sideline. You thought, would have thought some junk time points for sure. And next minute, Nofo's ankle tapping him and he's dropping the ball. So, you know, one point Nofo minus two for Charlie Staines and absolutely no junk time points were had. But flopper of the week, David Norfoluma saved his worst for the most important week of the round, but week of the year. But anyway, uh, thankfully, if you didn't go pull the trigger on Nofo, if you didn't own him, you uh, avoided that pretty disastrous score because I did not see that one coming. Got to say, shocker of the week. some sound effects here, uh, everyone that's listening in. I have no idea what I do every Sunday. I just put whatever, press whatever button I see first off the list. Got to say, shocker of the week. This round, Wonga Blake. Who saw that one coming? Wonga Blake, 108 points. Uh, Not the season for Wonga. uh, 1% ownership. He has been relatively well spoken about in previous years, but this year had a bit of a very stop-start time of things. Uh, One round, first round, 38 points. Next game was around 10, 17, 8, 38. Out of nowhere, bye week, uh, ton up. Who would have ever suspected that? But Knights, they were sort of ripe for the picking this week. It wasn't a good wasn't a good outing by them. Paul Aggie was not, not in a good mood in the chat. He hasn't deleted chat yet or left the chat, but he is uh, not not overly impressed. Buy him, a, uh, buy him a UDL or two at Ippy Cup in the next couple of weeks. Get into the news coming out around 13. We say the shorter round gives much less of a uh, well, much less of a risk that your players are going to go down injured and suspended. And if you have a look here, the suspension list is quite short. Didn't see much coming out of today's game, but of the three played so far, just two up for match suspensions. One was Naz last night, one week for him. Remus Smith, two weeks, so relatively big pod. Uh, if you've gone Remus earlier in the year, he had a bit of an up and down sort of affair. He was Sinbin at one point and also finds himself on the charge sheet. So not good news for him. On the injury front, a couple of, well, one storm boy here, K-Brom, Kenny Bromwich played 25 minutes and then had to come off, off with a rib injury. Bit of a innocuous looking tackle. So not sure what happened there, but obviously not a good hit to the rib cage. Moses Mbai and Thomas McCallie for the Tigers, a couple of knee injuries for them. They are TBA. Broncos newcomer, Kobe Hetherington, ankle injury and Poasa Farmer Silly had an HIA for the Dragons. So outside of that, not too much going on. Out of today's game, you had Mitch Moses come off with a bit of calf tightness. Actually won me a stake. Uh, told Lakey I wouldn't take it from him. 
did feel a little bit sorry for him. His nights were getting tailed up. And then, of course, Mitch Moses misses junk time in the final 20 minutes because he's gone off for calf soreness. Bit of a um, precautionary measure by the sounds. But Mitch Moses came off early. Isaiah Papali came off early as well. Bit of, um, I guess, precaution for him. Uh, Give him a rest. He earned it. And then he had uh, Reed Marnie. Queensland origin camp one day getting injured in the Sunday game the next. So not good news for Marnie or Queensland. Hopefully Harry Grant, fingers crossed you uh, pull through because Reed Marnie was in all sorts at the end of that game. He is obviously TBA to keep our eye on him. So that's it for the uh, injuries and suspensions. Pretty short one. Let's get into the game by game. Yeah, so a bit of an inauspicious start for the poor Broncos. They got tailed up Thursday night. They were in this game right up to the next until, well, Jermaine Sarko, one of the dumbest players I think I've ever seen in my 20, whatever it is, 25 years, let's go that, watching rugby league. Uh, basically, the siren's about to go at halftime, and oh, I forget who it was, maybe Corey Norman, uh, trade fellow of the week candidate, went in to put the kick off the scrum. Zarko, all he has to do is push the th- bloody thing over the line, uh, dead ball line. Instead, he shadows it. Nowhere near the dead ball line, mind you. Shadows it, and then Dufty comes through and dots down. It was one of the dumbest things I have ever seen. Eventually, it led to Asako getting hooked before the game was out, but yeah, just... That basically sums up the Broncos of the last two or so years. That was definitely not their finest hour. As we said at the top of the pod, Matt Dufty, 160 points. He was killing it. He was in basically everything that they wanted Done on the night, he yeah had his hand in basically all the Dragons' tries and up against a potential suitor. That was a huge game from him. Outside of that, not really much going. Albert Kelly for the Broncos had 91. He was very good in the first half. A uh, few defensive issues and all that, but he was playing quite well, being the Broncos, what, fourth, fifth, sixth during uh, half. He handled himself much better than some of the other uh, teammates of his out there. For the Dragons, Jack Bird, he uh, got a welcome try against his former club. In the first half, he didn't he love it as well. 89 points in the end for him. Bit of a pot option, second row, centre wing jewel. It's always handy, but this year he's just been so up and down. So very much a draft candidate. Falls away a little bit for the relevant players after that. Corey Norman, a couple of, well, three players traded him in this round for Matt Dufty. So 90-odd point turnaround if you've decided to go that way. But 73, you're not going to uh, sneeze up from there. Um, who else we got? Michaeli Ravalava, pot option, I think, um, uh, Milgates, Carlos the Dwarf, talked about him being a fairly decent option given the matchup this round. 50 points from him on a try, not the worst outcome, but could have been a lot more of these buy rounds. They're just hit and miss, mostly miss if you're me. Jack DeBellin, big uh, return from him, got a standing ovation from the Dragons. Faithful, uh, obviously controversies aside, 32 points, was in a fair bit. Got, uh, yeah, bamboozled by Albert Kelly in the first half of a try, so obviously a lot to work on, but Good, I guess, for him to be back. If you look at some of the Broncos there, we do have a lot more uh, ownership in these sort of guys. Matt Lodge, 64, didn't uh, set the world on fire, but got his job done for the Bronx and Supercoach. Pango, 57, not the worst. I'll take it, I guess. And Tyson Gamble saved by a very late junk time uh, grubber kick drive. So 12 points plus a goal. So took over the goal kicking after Osako was uh, unceremoniously sin, well, binned, I should say. And outside of that, Really poor evening for the Broncos. Nothing much doing outside of them for Supercoach. Let's go on to Friday night. Yeah, Friday night, I expected a fair bit more from this. I was watching from the Vic uh, bar in uh, 
in Brisbane, sunny Brisbane, watching this from the beer garden. And uh, yeah, unfortunately didn't see a lot of my owned players going across the stripes. So you look high score in this game. Jacob Little, what a hold he would have been if you've held onto him so far. Um, obviously got the nod over Jake Simpkin leading up to the bye week, which was huge. It's sort of been Little, then Simpkin, then Little and Simpkin on the bench, and now just Little. And uh, didn't he do his job when he streaked the length of the field? Didn't see that one coming, but Little held on, got the try. Good on him, 86 points. Next highest score was Alex Twile, who's um, had a bit, of a bit of a rebound. He's been good, a couple of busts and a lot of runs, a lot of tackles. He's been doing Twile things, all we expected of him. He's fallen away big time in relevance, but 69 Lel from him. Look across at the Panthers, and they're obviously highly fancied, obviously decimated as well. So not a great time to uh, to jump on them, but unfortunately they were outclassed in this one. But if you have a look, top of the scorers for them, Matt Burton, a lot of high hopes, a lot of owners in this one, 58 points, not great. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't get much going. Um, in his first stint, I believe, in halves so far this year, uh, been at the centres plying his trade, did a handy enough job there, scored a cent- scored a try, so good enough for a bit of junk time and a decent notch in that belt. Uh, yeah, could have been much worse, but Matt Burton, 58, definitely not thumbing your nose at that, but as he as he was the highest Panthers tra- scorer, so not a good night outside of that. James Fisher-Harris, 54 in I think about that many minutes, so wasn't that overly effective out there. Vili Kikau, well, he was my buy from a couple of weeks ago. Has not panned out as I thought it may, but 37 points last week, I think 50 this week. Uh, you know, a few busts, a couple of offloads yet to be updated, a line break assist. Not his worst outing. Look, I could have I could have expected 30, to be fair, based on how he's performed recently. But 50, I'll take. It might stop the bleeding a little bit. But, yeah, that's a uh, typical buy-round pick that has absolutely not panned out. I've seen that a few times before. And then, to be fair, I was, well, Saturday night, I think just before Nico Hines got his late try assist. And I did not expect the highest scorer of the round for me so far to be Stefano with Dogamano. But a try, a try out of nowhere, really. Possibly, I think, his second or third this year. So he's gone across the strike before, but he did get across for one here with a line break. So 68 points from him. Huge uh, will mean that his price doesn't drop. I think he had a what a break even of 46. So it was looming on the trade-out targets. For now, uh, given he's still played off the bench, he probably isn't a, much, a hold for much longer. So move him on in the coming weeks. But thankfully for Utoy, he's gotten across the stripe and uh, gotten you some pretty handy points in round 13. Tough round. Luciano De Lua got a penalty try, possibly controversial, but I thought it was probably fair. 64, uh, very good news for any owners that were you know, biting their nails in that early week judiciary trip. He got off there and then he got across the line. So all good things. Dane Laurie, 55, with an early try. I thought that could have been a lot bigger score than that. But, uh, yeah, strange old night. Not a uh, really high point-scoring affair if you look right down the list. And then, as we mentioned, Nofa Luma and Charlie Staines. Well, the wingers, they were not in a lot. It was all through the middle. James Roberts as well, 21 points for him. Not a great night. I had all three of them, unfortunately. What could have been if it was a bit higher scoring game. But, yep, uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And Adam Dewey. And enough pod there. I think a lot of people jumped on him. Very high price. 690-odd K. Had a try assist. Uh, What has he got? Five goals out of six. Not a bad outing for him. So not getting too heavily involved out there in centres. And, I mean, only the one try assist. But he's he's been a pretty handy ball player so far. Outside of that, not really much doing. Let's move on to the third game. 
This one got a lot closer than I think a lot of people expected. The Storm ran away with it in the first half before the Titans had a couple of tries and then Remus Smith binned in the final stages of the game, I think with about 13 to go he got binned and then the Titans bombed it and that's all thanks to my currently owned player and not for much longer by the looks, Brian Kelly, 42 points from him. He was involved, he had a quiet first half, came back out in the second, got over the line with a grabber kick and then bombed I think two or three tries, just not a good night. Out there, very simple tries to just catch and pass stuff. Easy. Shelling peas, but not clearly uh, enough for Brian Kelly. 42, but it could have been 70, 80, 90, 100. Who cares? It wasn't. 42, not ideal. On the other side of things, Brandon Smith. He was the top scorer for this game, along with Jared Wallace. Try scorer himself. 77 points for both of them. But Brandon Smith got a late spell. No, he got a spell during the middle of the game. Came back on when the storm was sort of needing a bit of injection, a bit of spark. And he gave them exactly that. 77 with Harry Grant in origin, uh, supposedly healthy. He might not have that uh, number nine spot locked down for much longer, but Brandon Smith been a very good buy over the last couple of weeks if you have jumped on. Outside of that, Trent Loyero, cheapy second row forward. He got across the line just and uh, nabbed himself 70-odd as well. So he was a sort of those downgrade options you look to in these sort of rounds where you just need to free up some cash and get a warm body. He was very warm on the night. Uh, Sunshine Coast local, I believe. So the the faithful, they're absolutely loving it. Nico Hines, most people's captaincy choice uh, or vice captaincy, if you managed to hold off until the Parramatta game. 71 points, uh, was very quiet first game, first half. Uh, sort of warmed into it a little bit. One try assist to his name again, just not getting across the stripe, but uh, putting on a few. Not a great night for the boot for him, two out of four. But um, yeah, I mean, he does look dangerous. He threw a, a lethal cutout ball for... A, uh, a try in the corner there it was yeah, much needed for Nico. Uh, I think outside of that, he might have had a line break assist, maybe a couple of busts. Just yeah, not a, a strange old night. He has signed the contract. Uh, is that a sign of things to come? Either way, Nico has been an absolute revelation at the back there. For how much longer? Not too sure. Pappenhausen up there with the beanie on, so hoping for his sake he can get back on the park soon enough. Uh, it's not like they need him, but, geez, it would be a very welcome addition to that storm side that's already brimming with confidence and uh, just a lot of talent. But yeah, 877k, break even a 28, Nico, leading into this week. You'd imagine if one more sort of score around that mark, he might start shedding cash soon. So it could be a trade-out target in the coming weeks. Outside of that, really, uh, Jerome Hughes, he got an early try assist. Didn't do much outside of that. A bit, of like his, uh, a bit like his game last week against the Broncos. We thought he was, you know, an inch or two away. He broke the line in pretty easy fashion and set um, set the first try up for or the second try up for the Storm. But outside of that, um, yeah, not a lot. Did a few runs. Uh, yeah, hoping for a little bit more. Always love targeting that bloke for a bye week for the Storm. I think they always tend to go pretty well when he is at the helm. But for now, anyway, 60 from your halfback. You're not going to sneeze at. So thank you for those valuable points. Uh, looking down the list, Remus Smith, as you said, he's got a had a pretty tough night at the office, 10 minutes in the bin late in the uh, second half, and then had a try early. So I thought he might reward some owners who've held a bit patiently, but outside of that, not much doing for him and the rest of the Storm. Uh, 15 points for Dean Iramia. We had talked about him as being an option, a downgrade at your centre. Uh, he will make a little bit of cash, I think, with that score, but outside of that, might be 80 nightmare material. So, yeah, who knows? Hopefully, if he gets an extended run, can find himself on the score sheet a little more. Looking over at the Titans, Greg Marju, the man formerly known as Lelia Salo, uh, 72. 
72 decent points, a big body. We've heard all about it over the last couple of years. He's been biding his time, finally got there. Good to see for Big Greg, 72 points, a try, a couple of offloads. He looked pretty dangerous out there. So Storm, uh, Titans, I should say, might have just found an X Factor. Tyron Peachy, uh, I did trade him out before this one. So far, pre-updates, it's coming out two points uh, to the better, so I'm happy with that. I guess uh, had a huge break even 113. He was shedding cash off the bench. Uh, thought he might not be too involved, but came out on the field and was in everything. Uh, typical. That's what happens when I trade him out mid uh, midweek. But 66 points. A uh, little bit of updates to come for him, I would imagine. Down the list, then you've got uh, Brian Kelly's mentioned 42, just not great. Ash Taylor, a uh, lot to work on for him. 38 points in his return. Uh, did open a little bit more, I think, for the Titans. They can spread it a bit more prefer him uh, to Tanner Boyd when it comes to players around him getting the ball. I think he's a bit more of a distributor. So hopefully with the games in hand, he can start to warm into that role and provide for the likes of Fafida, the likes of Kelly, uh, the likes of Tino down the track. Outside of that, not really much in the way of relevance for the Titans. Let's move to the final game. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Final game of the round, it was a touch-up, 42-4. Knights getting towed up by Parramatta. I uh, thought they were in this one a fair bit in the first half. I thought Knights held firm, and then they just got a little bit unlucky. Parramatta scored some decent tries, but a few forward passes might have been uh, let, let go. But nonetheless, they all count on the score sheet. 40 points, so the Parramatta players were always going to score well in this one. If you look top of the list, Micah Sebo. Good trading option this week. Good matchup. Uh, playing in a f- relatively good side. Obviously, Parramatta been on the slide a little bit recently. Chance for them to bounce back, and they did. 117, a couple of tries, fed by Gutho. Uh, it was good stuff for anyone who owned that dynamic duo. Wonga Blake, shocker of the week, 108. No one saw that coming. I would not begrudge anyone for trading him out, rage trading him out long ago. But 108 for Wonga Blake, if you held on, good on you. Clint Gutherson, thought he could possibly have another try assist to his name here. Uh, Blake offload into a Gutho cutout to, well, a pass really to Mike Acevo out in the wing for the, his first try. Well, the assist went to Wonga Blake. Gutho just given the TC. So who knows what will happen during updates. But if you've got the captaincy on Gutho, you're really hoping for a favorable outcome there because that's huge. Uh, given how quiet, I guess, by his standards, Nico Hines did, it could be a huge points turnaround in the end if the scorers are kind. Maddo got a try, uh, the first try, and then set one up with a cheeky little offload. Gidley Flick out the back. He got very involved early on, which always meant he was going to score pretty well 85. 
Reed Marnie, try assist for him. Decent time out there uh, before that before that unfortunate injury. Uh, played about 60, 65 minutes, I think, 77 points. So, yeah, didn't look like he'd be in the side at all. Unfortunate for him, he was in the Origin arena in the camp and then got uh, yeah moved back out to Parramatta because Harry Grant looks to be fine. So, Queensland, sigh of relief when Grant was okay, but, geez, we still wanted Marnie to be fit, I think, uh, particularly going forward if Harry Grant's... Not up to it, but uh, yeah, injury-wise. But, yeah, unfortunate for Marnie, hopefully hoping for the best. Across the the other side there, geez, the Knights, uh, Kurt Mann's your top scorer at 66. Now, I said to Lakey and the, the rest, I thought this was the week that they might have finally gone the Watson and anyone but Kurt Mann combination. Unfortunately, Watson was moved back to the bench as he's just always done. Kurt Mann gets out there for the stint in the six, throws passes over the sideline, just knocks on, and then I think one try assist to his name or maybe a late line break assist, 66. Uh, did not think he yeah, was fantastic out there, but there you go. Doesn't matter for Supercoach, 66 points. Lockie Fitz, the second one. Everyone's most hated man if you're a Barnett or Watson owner. Lockie Fitz, 56 points. Finally got a late spell at the end of the game, but outside of that, Connor Watson, 52. Pretty dynamic when he got out there, but, you know, we're not coaches, so we don't get it. But anyway, uh, move on to next week for Connor Watson. He's at least doing better than Mitch Barnett, 43. Uh, thought he was pretty good. Raced to 30 points, got a spell and came back with about 20 to go. Moved to the edge for most of that. Saw no ball. When he did, he was throwing stupid offloads. Obviously, that's minus two points and not the plus six that you would have hoped for. But, yeah, what could have been? Mitch Barnett could be a very big rage trade candidate this week. We've held him for the bye. That's now over. So, see you later, Mitch. Other one, interesting one. Jaden Braley, 44. So, been saved by the last, in the last couple of weeks and throughout the season, I guess, almost with some junk time try assists. 44 points, not huge. A lot of base. No runs, I don't think. I think he might have had one. Let me just take a look at that. But he was very uninvolved, uh, even close to the line. He almost did feed Mitch Barnett for one early in the game, which would have put the Knights right into it. Barnett was held up, and uh, they never really got in with a chance outside of that. Uh, no runs at all. So 46 tackles, two misses, 44 points. Um, yeah, not the worst. And, you know, in this season, hooking is a, a hooker spot is a pretty – well, barren sort of wasteland of, of points for Supercoach. Damien Cook bounced back a little bit last week, but outside of that, he's been down. Uh, Braley's been the almost form hooker of the competition up there. Reed Marty doing well as well, but he's now gone. So, I mean, who do we go? Let's start looking ahead at some round 17 options. This is really not a lot. A guy like Reese Robson, maybe for the Cows. I mean, he's been handy enough. Obviously not playing 80 minutes like these guys are, but it's a strange old, uh, strange old season. Do we just carry Braley and his 40 because that's all we expect to get but uh anyway i'll be keeping a close eye on some other options in and around him 44 was the uh name of the game for brady jones as well uh cheapy ish option 242k second row forward could get a decent stint there with tyson frizzell out uh yeah got badly well looked badly concussed in the first half came back out in second played out the game so at least uh salvaged some good points for anyone that jumped on this week um who else have we got outside of that really um uh, you got Dylan Brown in his return, 53. I thought he looked very dangerous. Isaiah Papali, 50 for him. A few offloads to, to update, maybe a couple of busts. He got a late spell as well with about 15 to go. So didn't play out, uh, I think, beyond the hour mark. But Isaiah, yeah, 50 points. It's a little bit uh, back down to earth. But, geez, he looks dangerous when he's out there. 
Passing down through the list, there's really not a lot. Good to see Jack Clifford. Uh, kicked one out on the full, but I thought outside of that, he was relatively handy for them. Alrighty, that brings it to the end of the week. 9.59 was my poor, my, well, I was going to say poor score, but I mean 17. Uh, yeah, I did go pretty hard at this one. It hasn't paid off, unfortunately for me. A few, uh, a few guys like Nofo, Staines and the likes just not getting the job done. Jimmy Roberts, geez, you could have, uh, could have dotted your taking 83 from last week and moved it to this week. That would have been a godsend, but nonetheless, uh, anyway, we move onwards and upwards. Round 14, 15, 16, 17, they're going to be huge moving weeks in Supercoach. Who knows who's going to play, who's going to back up. The Origin Arena it throws a million and one curveballs at us. Straight here for the weekend wrap. I'm back here for, well, what do we have? The Thursday pod we might go this week. Uh, given the first game after Origin is a Friday, might not hear my voice. Hopefully I sound a little bit better by that point as well. A few beers under the belt on Wednesday night could be a very interesting one. But nonetheless, it's uh, yeah, been a, a tough round. If you got over the thousand mark, I've seen a couple of those so far. I've faced a well, what have we got here? Nearly eleven hundred. I've been beaten by so a couple of big uh, scoring rounds. Benny G, my mate, the the revolution. He's just got me by twenty points. So hoping for some kindness in updates. If you didn't go big this week, hopefully you've got a good team come round seventeen. That could be a massive one as well. JT here. We'll uh, see you next time. Go Queensland. Go the Cowboys. Have a great week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.